RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another edition of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. And I am super excited today, as uh, I always am when I step into the studio. Today's kind of cool because I get to interview a very a good friend of mine, uh, a great angler here on Tampa Bay Waters, a super interesting guy. He's got a got some uh, some crazy background. He loves to deer hunt like I do, and uh, he loves to chase redfish like I do. He is Captain Mike Goodwine with Black Neck Adventures. Michael, how are you? How you doing today? <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Were you on the water today? Uh, no, I'm actually. I got a. A brisket. I'm doing a brisket today. Oh, so, um, good for you. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yep. I'm barbecuing today, and and that that intro, man, that you just did about me. Uh, I'm a I'm gonna have my girlfriend listen to it and and have somebody give that same speech at my funeral. I leave <laughs> it, but that was good. <laughs> that was actually good. <laughs> had me blessing over here, man. <laughs> Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, so let's, I want to, I want to start this podcast. I want to, I want to dive into the journey. How does, how does, okay. how does Mike Goodwine become Captain, mm-hmm. Captain Mike Goodwine? I mean, how does that journey take place? Did you, did you fish with your dad as a kid? Did you, was it your uncles? Was it, you know, nobody, you just, your friends turned you on to it. I mean, where does, where does this whole passion start that you would turn it into your living? Okay, well, the passion started fishing with my dad. Uh, my dad was a heavy panfish guy. He okay. used to like to catch bluegill specks. I mean, he's probably on the water right now <laughs> as we speak. Okay. You know, I'm not on the water because he don't he fish from land. But I guarantee you, he went fishing today. The guy <laughs> fish every day. Okay. So it as a kid, um, he had me fishing with him and. Man, I I remember when I was three, four years old, four years old, and I used to wake up, and he'll be gone fishing. And, man, I used to cry. I was so upset <laughs> that he didn't take me with him. And uh, right then, I mean, that's when my dad realized that I was going to be fishing the rest of my life because, you know, how passionate I was about it then. Right. And, uh, and even then it was more of just spending time with him and it was, it was eight people in the family. And so usually when I, he used to just take me. So that was a, a day for me to get whatever I wanted from the Seven Eleven too. So that was <laughs> part of it, you know, right. but it was, uh, man, I thought that's how I got hooked to fishing and did that. Uh, bass fishing. I started bass fishing when I got older. Bought a bass boat. Tried to uh, be a tournament angler. Did that for a little bit, and um, I joined a club called uh, One of Haven Lunker Lovers. And uh, my friend Johnny Cruz got me into that. And my first year joining that club, I got Rookie of the Year. Nice. Caught like 90, 98 pounds of ditch pickles that year. And, <laughs> and the following year, 
I sucked and I couldn't, I did terrible. And it got to the point to where I hated it because I was just chasing points, man, trying to build tournament angler. And uh, so I sold my bass boat. It was like, I'm, I'm done. Not fishing, I was just done chasing the tournament scene. So I went to get another boat, and I was like, you know what, I'm going I'm to get a flats boat. And that way, if I wanted to go saltwater fishing, I can or freshwater. Right. And uh, I went went over and got the boat, and I, I remember when the guy was, he took me out of, uh, it was at the causeway. He took me out on it, and he was telling me all this stuff he had to do concerning saltwater, like rinsing it and all that stuff. I remember telling that guy, I said, man, you're wasting your time telling me all that because I'm probably going to go in saltwater once or twice a year. And my first trip, took it out saltwater and never, never went back to fresh water. <laughs> I got hooked on it, man. And, uh what really had me hooked at first is I sucked at it real bad. Oh, uh, I remember I was my second or third trip. I caught a bunch of uh, uh, Spanish mackerel, and uh, I posted it on on my Facebook. I was so happy, man! And I had some guys that that was already into fishing, like was like, dude. You need to catch some real fish. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was doing something. And and, and not that Spanish marker ain't real fish to the people who like to target them. It's just, you know, there's other fish out there that's a little bit more challenging. A little more prestigious. Like. Yeah, there's a little more prestigious <laughs> fish out there than, than Spanish mackerel. Some of our game fish, snook, yeah. redfish, you know, big trout. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a... A friend of mine I used to skateboard with, uh, Easton Grimes, he um, he was one kind of giving me a hard time, but in in you know good sense and and just started getting out there every day trying to figure it out, and then I you know a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person, and me out there putting my twist on it. I just started fishing a lot. And then uh, I already had a good social media background from, like, I used to do artwork. A lot of people don't know that. I used to paint. And then the skateboarding. The skate, and, skateboarding thing. Touch on the skateboarding thing. That's the second time you've mentioned it. And I actually have it down in my notes because I wanted uh-huh. to, because I've, I've had some people on my boat um, that know you, that have known you. Um, that are like, hey, you know, do you know Mike Goodwine? I'm like, yeah, Mike and I are friends and fishes a lot of my events and he's a great, great angler. Um, and yeah. they're like, you know, I'm like, well, how do you know him? Oh, skateboarding. I'm like, what? Skateboarding? Yeah. Well, you're a big skateboard, <laughs> a big skateboarder, huh? Yeah, skateboarding was, was my first love. And I actually, it still is. My body just won't allow me to do it. <laughs> right. So everywhere I go, when you're a skater, for the rest of your life, you always will look. And when you're driving on the road, like, oh, man, I was all over that. You know, mentally I'm saying that, but I know I physically, physically <laughs> can't do it. Right. 
uh, even at even at O'Neill's, O'Neill's boat ramp, they got like this little hump right there at the boat ramp. Every time I go to O'Neill's, I look at that and say, "Man, man, I'm bro, I'm gonna want to bring my skateboard." In. <laughs> I'd be the first person kicked out of out of O'Neill's for skateboarding <laughs> in the boat ramp. <laughs> but that's where my mind is always at. But anyway, look, so um, I did the skateboarding to. I tore my ACL and it's still torn. I couldn't afford to do surgery, and I, so I just stopped. And here I am, you know, fishing. But uh, so back to how I, um, how I became a captain. A lot of people was wanting to fish with me, seeing me on Facebook, and uh, everybody kept trying to fish with me. And, and back then. If you said hey to me and told me your name, I'm like, all right, let's go fishing. We got something in common. Let's go. Right. I can't do that. <laughs> I found out that I lost a lot of good stuff. I mean, I I met a lot of good people, but I also lost a lot of good stuff from people that just wanted spots and whatever. Right. But this one particular day, met this guy. We met up, went fishing, and uh, he tried to pay me. I told him, nope, I can't I can't take the money. I said, because uh, uh, I ain't a captain. And, and he said, well, what's your email address? And I gave it to him. My, like, why you want my email address? And then uh, a week later, he sent me a text. He said, hey, check your email. I checked my email, and this guy signed me up for C-School. And uh, so I got to, to go to uh, C school for free. Oh, nice. It was like getting a scholarship to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, I got nothing to lose now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and go. And uh, I went to C school, uh, passed it the first time. The reason I'm saying that is that test could be a little tough. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people who didn't pass it on the first time. I passed it on the first and, time, and I don't know how, but I did it because I was never great at taking tests or great student, but uh, by the grace of God, I only had to take it one time. <laughs> Thank God. You just took the words out of my mind because it wasn't because I'm, I think I'm smart, but it was the grace of God. <laughs> yeah. I got to the rules of the road. It was like it was written in another language. Yeah, those are I tough. Even, I was I've been studying this thing for months, and when I got to that part, it was it was speaking a whole nother language. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it through that. Got it through it, and so anyway, I got my captain's license, and I was working at Mosaic, and so I was like, I'm just going to run captain, run charters on my days off, and uh, do it part time. Well, six months after that, I took a vacation. I was in Inglewood, sitting on the beach, and I just sitting on the beach. We walked down to the beach, and my phone rung five times and for a charter. People wanted to go on a charter, and I couldn't take them because the days they wanted fell on the days that I had to be to work at Mosaic. And I told my girlfriend, I said, I just – turned away all this money because I got to work. I said, uh, 
said, I'm turning away more money than the money I was making at Mosaic. And Mosaic paid good, but I had like 10,000 kids with child support and all this other <laughs> stuff coming out my check. <laughs> it was it was bad, man. It When I looked at my, um, what you call it, I ain't got a check in a long time, where they take all your taxes yeah. and stuff out. Yep. It looked like they're, the credits to a movie, man, all the deductibles was <laughs> out of it. So, no, it's no joke. On one week, I would bring home $98, and then the second week, I would bring home $210. So wow. it was 98 210 98 210 and I was surviving off of that. I don't even see how without making it happen. Well, I, I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, you know, I'm from the put my two-week notice in, what you think? And I said it joking because the first three, two wives and a couple of girlfriends I had before, I tried the same thing and got slapped in the mouth. So <laughs> I, I was like, said it and she was like, go ahead. And I was like, what? And she, I was like, you got my bike? She's like, yeah. She said, we'll make it happen. And I called Mosaic right now on the beach, put my two-week notice in, and I never went back. I, I didn't even go back for the two weeks. <laughs> uh, and I've been fishing going on this going on my seventh year right now full-time. And it's been a blessing from God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's how I got here. It was None of it was... None of it was planned. Like a lot of people wake up and say, I want to be a captain and I want to do this or I want to get this sponsor. Even all my sponsors, like I didn't go after none of them. Like everything kind of manifested itself, I guess. Yeah, I think think just like anything else, if you – if you put your mo- your nose down and your head down and you just drive into it and you just go to work, um, yeah, I remember, and uh, I wasn't even sure I was going to bring this up, but I think I remember um, having a conversation with you, um, yeah, and saying <laughs> that you should go get your cabin's license because yes, you know yes. there's uh, there's there's word on the street and. Through your Facebook page, it seems like you're catching a lot of fish, more fish than some of the guys that I'm sending trips to. So we could use another yeah. good one. Quit farting around and go get your captain's license. Um, and it still takes a lot of guts to go and do that, to take that step. Um, I did the same thing, sort of. I was running my aluminum business, and I'll never forget the look on my wife's face when I went home and said that uh, um, the boys are just going to pay me for my license over there, and I'm going to walk and go fishing for a living. She uh, was mm. not, she was supportive, but I could tell she was like, "Good God, what did you just get us into?" So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, that's a that's a huge huge step. So, I mean, here you are again, you know, one of the best uh, on the west coast of Florida, a great name in the industry, catching a lot of fish and all that stuff. What advice would you give young captains? Now you're seven years in, which mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, I'm. 23 years in so seven i don't even know i can remember back to my seventh year anymore but what advice (laughs) would you give young captains about the business now that you've been in it a while all right 
right. So the f- first advice I would give them uh, is to, and I had a hard time with this one. So, so what I'm going to say is I'm going to tell them the mistakes that I made and maybe they can learn from my mistakes. Um, the first advice is you got to listen to the your elders or the vet captains, the captains that's been doing it for a while. And not all of them, but you, you, if you got somebody that's been doing this for 20 or 30 years or 10 or 15 years, they give you advice, listen to that advice and don't take it as them hating on you or not wanting you to do it. Uh, because that's, <clears throat> that was one of my mistakes. I was like, people was giving me advice, but I thought they was giving me advice because they, they wanted me to go away or they were trying to, you know, hinder my business. And then everything they said was true later on. I was like, okay, he was right. <laughs> right. You know, if I would have just listened, but I came in, we're like, you know, we're thinking I'm going to do this my way. And I did it my way, but it, it, it was hard on me the way I did it. So, uh, so that's the one thing is they, they give me advice. Nine times out of 10, they give me advice because they want to help you and the business. You and the, the whole business in general is all of us together. I think that's it, that's very well that's very well said, because and that's a very yeah. true statement that that the fishing business um, is a family. Yes, we need we need. I always said this on the water, and I still say it today. I need Mike Goodwine to do well with his people that are coming from out of town that choose to fish with him because if they're coming from Ohio or from Miami or wherever it's from, I want those people to go home and everyone they talk to, they're like, Oh yeah, Florida was amazing. Tampa was great. Bush gardens. We caught a bucks game and we went fishing and the fishing was awesome. Great captain. We caught all kinds of fish. They were tasty. He filleted them for us. It was amazing. That's what the fishing industry needs. We don't need the bums who shouldn't be charter captains, who can't catch fish, who are rude, who are late, who use garbage gear and crappy boats. And then, you know, that same person from Ohio gets on that boat, goes back to Ohio and says, Tampa was beautiful. Bucks game was great. Bush Gardens was great. Restaurants were great. Ebor was great. Don't go fishing because it was terrible. That's That's part of the family that and I'm not sure everybody looks at it like that. I think some guys let their ego get in the way. Some guys get jealous of you know Mike Goodwine is catching all these fish. That's a bonus. That's a bonus. Mm-hmm. If you're not catching fish and Mike Goodwine is, means there's a bite happening somewhere and you need to up your game. So yeah, I mean that's the reality of it. I always look at it like that. Even in the TV business, the same way. You know, I I, I don't look at. Um, Tom Rowland and, and Rich Tudor, Saltwater Experience, as as you know, their opponents of mine that I'm going against them. I need their show. I need Rick Murphy's show. I need Blair Wiggins's show. C. A. Richardson's show to be good. 
Because if they're yeah. watching that show and I'm coming on after them, if their show's not good and they turn them off, then they maybe they never see me. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So there's ways in my brain, there, there's, I guess it's just, it's putting your own ego aside and wanting everyone to be successful around you because that's going to benefit the group of us. You know what I mean? Yep. That's going to make things yeah. better. You know, there's, there's going to be times when, when that group of people from Ohio is bringing another group down here and you're booked, which means that trip's yep. going to go to one of your buddies. You know what I mean? But sure. they all came. So we're all making money. We're all winning. Um, and that's, that's a great, um, that's, that's a great thing for sure. So let me ask you this. What's, what's one thing that bothers you today? Now, when you see it on the water, what's the one thing that flips Captain Mike Goodwine's trigger that he's like, Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Oh, man. Yes, sir. I I I like to do interviews. (laughs) Uh, but right now okay for far as other anglers and other boats um, what bothers me the most is it's just how people just don't the fishing etiquette is just so bad now uh, where People just don't care. They just roll up on you. They run over your lines and just, ah, it's so wild out there, man. Like some of the stuff that happened now, it's gotten to the point now to where I don't even get mad anymore because I just, I just think, man, we, this is what the Bay has turned into where people just don't respect the other people. And, it's uh, and looking at it is, um, I ain't gonna say the young guys because there's a lot of young guys out there that's doing it right, but it's it's a few new people that's in the area who are basically water taxes to me. <laughs> that's what they are, and they don't have to seriously. They don't have to catch bait. They don't have to do nothing. They just Go get in the boat and take people who don't know and get fish or not. And they just out there making all of us look bad. And, and with those same guys, you know, just haven't been taught right, I guess. I don't know. Or they just, the whole, whole business side of it is just, it's uh, it's messed up. See, I like so. to th- I like to think I like to think that no one's told them what a complete uh-huh. jack what a complete jack wagon they're being. So then I usually put it on myself to make sure I tell them as I'm leaving what a jack wagon they are, so that they know that they're making a yeah, mistake. But- I mean, if you don't if you don't tell the guy, hey, you're being a jack wagon. How's he know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's just how I've been handling here lately. I got to go see someone for my anger issues with the <laughs> etiquette on the water. <laughs> oh man! And it's um, that's that's what you get in the business when when our business when charter business like if Joe Bo go buy three or four boats and he don't even fish, but he's got money to put in the market and 
and then he just put the first captain walking out of sea school and foam boat. You know that I get it. Those kids are happy. They're just on the boat, but they still, you know, haven't been shown. I ain't gonna say the right way, but the respectful way. Yeah, for sure. To be a captain, right? So well, I don't. If I have, if I ain't into fishing, and I just all I got invested is money into marketing, and I got some people in my boat, I could care less on what what happens on the water because I'm I'm making money off these kids. So, uh, but I don't know. That's a whole other subject. Yeah, yeah. That that's so another. That's another a different. Time. That'll be a but different it, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one thing that that just drives me insane. Yep. And uh, with people that I fish with on my boat, uh, I ain't gonna say my clients. I'm just gonna say when I go fishing with my friends. That's, that's the safe way to say it. But uh, and it this happens. Ninety nine percent of my charters, this happens every time. Just about if we fishing. And I tell my client, hey, let me put a new bait on. And they always say, oh, it's still moving. Oh, it's wiggling. It's still alive. That drives me insane. <laughs> and it happens every, every, every And I laugh. I laugh at them now and say, hey, man, you know this I'm telling you. I said, first of all, I say thank you because you're keeping the track record going. I said, with every chart I have. I tell somebody, hey, let me put a new bait on, and they argue with me. Or they tell me, oh, it's still good. And then, <laughs> and then I'll take the bait off and drop it in the water, and the thing is sink to the bottom. <laughs> right. I put a fresh bait on there, hit the water, and then catch a fish. Yeah. So I guess that's one of the things that's going to continue to happen. And But it, it, <laughs> it drives me nuts. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. funny because uh you, you do it's funny i get that all the time that's pretty that is pretty and doggone funny so um yeah yeah <laughs> so i got two more i got two more questions here for you all right and these are easy ones probably uh-huh. so my good one fished now in a lot of places all over florida freshwater saltwater what's your favorite t- favorite fish to target and why Oh, my favorite fish to target was is redfish. That's my first love. Uh, uh, I kind of had fell out of love with them there for a little bit because they was being a pain. <laughs> and and uh, but when it all comes down to it, the redfish, man, it that was the fish that got me basically uh, hooked on saltwater fish and made me divorce the ditch pickle fishing <laughs> i caught my first red fish and just that pull it was a it was amazing and and uh it's just something about them man it's, it's a beautiful fish and i just i like to look at them look at the tails i might sound a little weird man but that it's a it's a mystic amazing fish to me yeah, i get it and uh yeah it's 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 awesome and if people want to compare it to a snook, I mean, it's, to me, it's no comparison. I tell everybody, I said, catching a snook, let's tell anybody ever rode dirt bikes, uh, motocross, or anything. 
or a motorcycle. Catching the snook is like <clears throat> being on a two-stroke where it's just trying to come up is real quick, and then that's it. And then a, a red fist is like a four-stroke. It's got that torque, and it's, <laughs> it throws it to the bike of the seat, and it's pulling. You know, that's with the red fish, the way they dig and just keep the head down and just, oh, man. Just something about it. I'm getting excited right now. I get it. I get, I get it. Now, now the second question here, my last question for you here, what is your favorite fish to target? And Or, I'm sorry, not favorite fish. What's your favorite body of water to fish now? We talk, We know redfish are your favorite fish target. What's your favorite body of water to fish now that you've been able to fish a lot of different bodies of water in a lot of different places? Um, Man, I, I love... I love Tampa Bay, man. I uh, and I fished. I fished with Ryan Rickard. We did the tournament thing, and and because of him, I've I've got to go out to Delaware Club, out to Louisiana, and fish out there. Steeny Hatchie. I mean, I fished the East Coast. I fished pretty much all over, and it's just something about Tampa that I love, and the other places. Are awesome, like they got their niche, what you could go there for. But all in all, I think we got an amazing bay because I mean, you, you could catch redfish, you could catch snook until you're tired of catching them, and then you could go less than a mile and, and catch a keep a grouper. And in between the group, right after the grouper, you could catch snapper, move up on the ledge, and catch tarpon. And then go run the bay, run the markers, and catch Kobe and Triple Tail. I mean, we got everything right inside the Skyway Bridge. And to me, that's amazing. And, you know, I get – I go other places. It's cool. But I'm like, man, I can't wait till I get back home. I like <laughs> I like Tampa. And plus, I know it. I know the, the area, too. So, that you know, I'm kind of being a little biased. Comfortable. You know the area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. Yep. So, but we we really do got an, an amazing estuary, man. It's awesome. Yeah, there's there's something yeah. to that. That's uh, that's probably what makes you so good at what you do here, taking people fishing on the body of water that you want to be on, targeting your favorite fish, uh, being redfish. So. It's great. That's great stuff. Mike Goodwine, so happy that you could spend some time with us today. Blackneckadventures.com is the website, 813-707-4733. Again, if you want to book a trip with, in my opinion, one of the best on the west coast of Florida, we've actually got a, uh, a Real Animals TV show episode coming out. Uh, Cap Mike took me and uh, our winner from our first Real Animals Junior Pro staff out fishing for the day. Made a great episode. That's going to start airing here shortly. Uh, so look for that. You'll be able to see it on Waypoint TV uh, for sure. You can go to waypointtv.com and, and check that out for free. Good stuff. Captain Mike, I appreciate you, brother. It's great to hear your voice. Great spending some time with you. Thanks so much yes, for uh, spending that time with me today. Okay. Thank you for having me on. All right, pal. We'll, t- we'll, talk, we'll talk soon, buddy. Wow, that was an interesting podcast to say the least. I certainly enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. My good friend, Captain Mike Goodwine, again, blackneckadventures.com is his website, 813-707-4733. I've put a lot of people in Mike's boats at some of my events, 
and uh, everybody comes back with rave reviews. He's very passionate about what he does, and uh, he's a very, very good charter captain here in the Tampa Bay area. Again, super fun to interview. You can tell he's got a lot of personality, super funny cat, fun to hang out with, all that good stuff. So uh, we, again, appreciate you listening. Real Animals Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune in Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us out. If you subscribe and rate and review the podcast, let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. We try to drop podcasts each and every Tuesday uh, for certain parts of the year, whenever I can get them in. So look for them on Tuesdays. The Real Animals Podcast is presented by our good friends at Contender Boats. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate you.